0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Leadership Link. Leadership Link is where we look at leadership principles that encourage and challenge leaders in the marketplace, community, and in the home. I'm Craig Hamlin, and I'm your host for episode 14 and part two of a series we're calling The Importance of Developing Leadership Skills. The series is based off of an article written by the staff of Northeastern University's Business School to graduate students entering the workforce. Last episode, we looked at the first of five essentials for developing leadership skills. The first was self-development, and we talked about the importance of taking time for learning, growing, researching, and discovering areas that would help in personal growth. Jack Welch, the longtime CEO for GE, famously said, Before you are a leader, success is all about growing yourself. When you become a leader, success is all about growing others. Well, today on this episode of Leadership Link, we want to talk about growing others on your team. Brian Bullock, lecturer at Northeastern University, said, Equally as important as your own development is the development of your team members. Some of the most successful managers today are adopting a leadership approach that embraces developing partnerships with employees. In this paradigm, superiors embrace developing partners, partnerships with employees working together with them to develop and achieve goals and allowing employees to take a more independent approach in completing their work. Leaders today might check in once a week for 10 to 15 minutes with the people on their team to review priorities, what they're working on, and how they're feeling, whether they're overwhelmed or engaged, for example. It's more about collecting real-time data on their team to make sure they're focused on the right things at the right time, Bullock says. Moreover, as job-hopping trends continue to increase, retaining talent is more important than ever. Leaders should meet with their team members quarterly to discuss the employee's interests, ambitions, and goals, and then work together to develop a path with resources to get there. Many times, leaders aren't aware of all the resources there that are really available to them. When people think about development, their mind goes to sitting in a classroom, but that's not necessarily the only option. There are videos, e-learning opportunities, on the job trainings, and even networking events that can be useful. The leader's job is to facilitate this process. Now, most leaders are probably aware of Bruce Tuckman's five stages of team development. The HR department at MIT, as well as many other leadership groups, have used Tuckman's principles and insights to develop healthy teams. I thought it would be helpful to review them in this leadership link as we close out this episode. Stage one, he calls forming. During the forming stage of team development, the team members acquaint themselves with the basic aspects of their task. Forming forming stage uh, discussion topics often include the project goal, uh, team member roles, basic ground rules, and designation of authority. The forming stage is truly a honeymoon phase in teamwork. Productivity is low, but the team members are too newly acquainted to encounter conflict. And then you go to stage two. Stage two is storming. Of course, every honeymoon phase ends eventually. As the real work kicks in, the project may present both technical and interpersonal challenges. Individual work habits, leadership decisions, or lapses in communication can cause tension within a team. Annoyance, frustration, and anxiety commonly arise in response. So this stage of team development is known as storming. Storming is the most difficult and unproductive of the five stages of development, but it is nevertheless very vital to the team development process. When team members are upset with themselves, the task, or each other, they learn what causes the most dysfunction. And with this information, the team can then begin aspiring to a better team dynamic. Well, storming then leads to stage number three, which is norming. The norming stage of team development is the calm after the storm. In this stage of team development, team members fall into a rhythm of of a cohesive task force. The skills of each member are validated and utilized to execute the necessary task. Now, while conflict may still arise in this stage, it is not really no longer, it no longer spirals into dysfunction. The team can handle conflict and proceed with the project successfully. The fifth stage is the stage of performing. Some teams reach a stage of development in which they thrive at their individual and collective tasks. The skills of each member are fully optimized, supervision is almost never needed, and the members feel a strong sense of trust in one another. This stage of team development is called performing. Reaching the performing stage is a major success and often precipitates some form of team learning. Team learning is a behavioral process of seeking, gathering, discussing, and implementing methods of team success. Whether through training, group initiative, or initiative leadership or innovative leadership, team learning is, an, is really an action step that ensures healthy team development. The last stage is the stage five called adjourning. The fifth stage of group development, adjourning, varies broadly from team to team. Some teams adjourn with silence, some with celebration and others with sadness. Regardless of the length or success of a project, each team deserves a hearty affirmation of its concerted efforts. The adjourning phase is a fantastic opportunity for leaders to encourage long-term connections, reflect on the growth of the team and then celebrate the project closing. You know, as we consider the value of these five stages, I can think of no other leader any greater than Jesus Christ. I mean, think about his leadership impact and the ability he had to manage a team of 12 men from various backgrounds and with various agendas. With the exception of one, Jesus moved these men to greater efficiency and effectiveness than they could ever do on their own. In fact, he made his team a world-changing team that brought his message to all corners of the known world and in fact continues to this day in every country on earth. Maybe reading the Gospels will give you as a leader the insight you need to be a better leader for your team. Thank you for listening to episode 14 of Leadership Link. For more links and other podcasts, Follow us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or iTunes podcast. You can also find these on LinkedIn under my name, Craig Hamlin. I hope that you'll subscribe so that you can get essential number three of learning to develop leadership skills next time. For Leadership Link, I'm Craig Hamlin.